This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash happier. Visit IXL.com slash happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about why you might heed someone's suggestion, and we'll do a deep dive into listeners' ideas for their 21 for 21 list. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, coming to you once again from my home office. And joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I am finally heeding your suggestion to watch Mad Men, which is on my 21 for 21 list. And I am at the season one finale. So I have made some progress. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I have to know, do you like it? Do you love it? I love it. Now all I want to do is watch it. Um, So now I'm battling that issue. But yes, now I'm completely absorbed now, as you predicted, and as everyone else in the world predicted. Yes. Yes, I love it. Good. And if you are listening to this episode on the day it goes live, today is the U.S. inauguration, uh, but we recorded this a few days earlier than that. But it's a big day in the United States. So this week, our Try This at Home tip is to heed a suggestion, meaning if someone gives you a suggestion, gives you a recommendation, try to follow up. It is a great way to show your interest and your respect for someone else's opinion. It energizes a relationship. It shows someone, I'm listening to you. I pay attention to what you say. I value what you say enough that I'm actually going to go off and follow a suggestion (laughs) that you've made for me. And if you take a suggestion, you're giving someone else the pleasure of giving. You know, it makes them feel good to know they gave you something valuable. And Gretchen, we were talking about how there are two different forms of suggestions. There's recommendations like books, movies, podcasts, different hikes to try, a restaurant. Right. This is like you telling me you've got to watch Mad Men. You're giving me a recommendation. Yeah. And then there are suggestions. 
Yeah. So a suggestion is when you maybe give advice, like maybe you should try sleep training your child. Maybe you should try setting a bedtime alarm so it's easier to get enough sleep. And it's also very exciting when someone follows your suggestion. Like a while back, I mentioned how happy I was because I had suggested to our mother that she tried the sleep timer on her podcast app so that it would she could listen to it while she was falling asleep and then it would automatically turn off. And she's like, I tried it and it's like changed my life. <laughs> and I felt so happy that she tried it and it worked for her. It's like, it's such a, a form of giving. Well, Gretchen, a big suggestion I took from you was getting a treadmill desk. Yes. Well, this brings up a tricky thing because if you recall, I asked you if you would allow me to give you a yes. treadmill desk, because sometimes making a suggestion or recommendation can feel a little passive aggressive. It can feel a little bit like a hint or like I'm trying to force your hand to take action. And so you want to make sure that a person wants to hear that message mm -hmm. because it can feel loaded. Yes, like when a mother suggests her daughter put on lipstick. Not yeah. all daughters appreciate that suggestion. Right, but I do I do think that I, I do try to take it in the spirit that it's meant. Yes. You know, if something is meant with love, I try to take it in that spirit. And I really worry about this myself because I am constantly suggesting things for people. I'm like, you've got to read this book. You've got to try strength training. Maybe you should try quitting sugar. I I make a lot of suggestions. Well, Gretchen, this podcast, I mean, is chock full yes. of suggestions. And it is so gratifying when someone emails oh. and says, oh, I tried the yes. try this at home and it was so great. Or, oh, I love the TV show you recommended. Yes. We're, we're gleeful. We're, yes. We're, we love that. We get such a kick out of it. But so maybe people are more receptive to it because they know we don't mean it personally. Like we, we mm. don't, we're, it's, yes. it's general, but no one takes it personally. Like it can't be seen as passive aggressive because it's not like, oh, you should be doing this thing. Therefore, I am telling you this. Right. Um, but it's funny. So I wrote the book, The Happiness project. And so people will say to me sometimes, oh, I wanted to give that as a gift to a friend because I really loved it, but that I'm afraid that they'll take it the wrong way and think mm -hmm. that I'm commenting on their happiness or thinking that they need to be happier. They worry that we'll be loaded. So people are aware that this can be an issue. Yes. The other thing to remember about following someone's suggestion is it's very likely that you will benefit <laughs> from following yeah. the suggestion or the recommendation. Usually what people have to say is valuable, yes. just like the Mad Men thing. You're now loving Mad Men. Yes. And the right recommendation at the right time can change your life. And so like people recommend books and TV shows and podcasts for me all the time, and I very often follow up on them and discover things that I would never have discovered. So you do probably benefit and things that people have tried that have worked for them. It's worth trying. Maybe it will work for you. Like it, it is often like very valuable. And so you benefit the person whose advice you're taking because they get the pleasure of giving, but then you also benefit yourself because what they've said, it has value to you. Yeah. And we should note, this is a great thing to do at work. Like if you're trying to forge a relationship with a yes. boss or a fellow coworker, it really gives you common ground to discuss if you take a recommendation or a suggestion from that person. It's a way to just break the ice. But I'm always just very touched when someone does that. Yeah. Like if I, they say, oh, I read that book you suggested. I'm like, really? 
Oh, that's so nice. Well, because you're showing that you value their opinion, that you think they have thoughts worth sharing. Yeah. So let us know if you do try this at home and how heeding a suggestion works for you. And what suggestion or recommendation did you heed? That we they'd be like, we'll have third party uh, benefits from heeding a suggestion. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenMovin.com. Or as always, go to the show notes. Go to happiercast.com slash 309 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a Zoom hack. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flowknit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretch, it is time for this week's happiness hack. And this is something that has really um, enriched your Zoom experience. Yes. Now, I don't know if this is a thing that many people face, but it's been so helpful and transformative to me that I cannot resist sharing it for those small number of people who would benefit from this suggestion or recommendation. So if you find that when you are on Zoom, you are looking very washed out or very blue or like the light is very bright in your face, this is something that you can try. Now, I have three monitors and that's like, by by the way, that's like a bonus drive-by hack that I will throw out. (laughs) If you do a lot of work, If you can have multiple documents open, either because you have a giant screen or because you have multiple monitors, it is the greatest thing. I have three monitors. I love having three monitors. It is fantastic. It is not distracting. It allows me to focus better. But what what I figured out after some 
confusion was that it was making, it was putting a lot of blue light into my face. And during the day when I was doing Zoom, it was okay. But when, it, when night started to fall, it looked really ugly. Mm. And I couldn't figure out what to do. And if I tried to turn off both of my side screens, my middle screen also shut down. And maybe there's a way to fix that, but I couldn't figure out how. So what Eliza told, my daughter told me to do is I switched my screens to what is called night light, night shift, or night mode, depending on what kind of computer you have. And this is really intended to help people with sleep because, um, as you may know, blue light, whether it's from the sun or from screens, can make us alert and shock us into being stimulated. And so if you're trying to fall asleep, it's better not to be exposed to blue light. And so a lot of people have even glasses that screen out blue light or they switch their phones to having nightlight. Well, this is a way to do it with your screen. It makes the screen have a dimmer, warmer color, kind of more of a pink gold and also for some people, if they have tired eyes, it can help your eyes. But what it did to me is it really dimmed and warmed the light in my face. And so it looks much better on Zoom. And now sometimes even during the day, I do it because mm. it just has a good effect. Now, what I see is not what other people see because I see it through also my screen. So I see it very changed. They don't see it as changed. They just are seeing the light that's being reflected from my face. But like we did the thing where like Eliza called mm. in to see what it looked like. Yeah. And it looked much better. And I set it at 75%, not all the way, but more than 50%. You can kind of tinker with it. So again, it's night light, night shift, or night mode. We're all trying to up our Zoom game. Still, yes, we still are. working oh my on gosh. Zoom. On Happier in Hollywood, Sarah and I talk about it almost every episode. <laughs> We're constantly searching for better Zoom experiences. Well, try this because it it really uh, it changed it really solved a problem for me. Oh, good. Okay, now oh, so fun. Deep dive into people's twenty one for twenty one list. People have sent in their suggestions, their insights, and. Oh my gosh, so much imagination, so much creativity. Yes. Now, if you missed the episode where we talked about doing a 21 for 21 list uh, as a an alternative, if you want, to doing New Year's resolutions or to complement your New Year's resolutions or your one-word theme, we talked about that in episode 307. But we heard from many, many listeners about what they're doing, and we wanted to share some of the really interesting ideas. Yes, Robin says, I have just completed my 21 for 2021 list, but decided to do it in the form of a bingo board. This way, there's extra motivation to complete items throughout the year so that I can achieve bingo by accomplishing five <laughs> down, across, or diagonal. I'll reward myself in some way for each bingo. I had to add some bonus goals to fill out the board since there are more than 21 boxes. In the center free space, I put get a COVID vaccination since that will be a key to many of my other goals this year. Okay. It's whimsy. So it's gamified. Such a good idea. And here's another idea that comes from another Robin. Uh, Robin says, my idea for 21 for 21 is once. I have categories like once a day, once a week, once a month, once a season, once a year, and just once. So my 21 things fall into one of these categories, like the Cologuard, which is an alternative to colonoscopy, is just once, thank goodness, and go on a date with each of my kids is once a month. Somehow doing something once feels less overwhelming. So that's an interesting way to reframe it and to kind of yes. divide it into different categories. Love that. 
And Gretchen, um, a lot of people um, wrote in that they're doing a 21 for 21 list with their sweetheart. So Sarah says, my husband and I have been meeting weekly for dinner with two other couples for the past three years, virtually since last March. What started out as a church small group has become an outlet for us to discuss not only religion, but also parenting, politics, our careers, social justice, and life in general. We have three obligers, one questioner, (laughs) and two rebels among us. I'm an obliger. Last year, upon my suggestion, we gathered on New Year's Eve and made our 20 for 20 list. I was pleasantly surprised by how often members of the group referred back to their lists throughout the year, particularly the rebels. Last week, we officially reviewed our 20 for 20 list and shared our 20 for 21 list. Afterward, One of our rebels even suggested that we check in on our list weekly so we can provide encouragement and accountability to one another just as we've fallen into the habit of sharing weekly medical updates. Can you tell we're all over 40? (laughs) This approach to resolutions has provided just the right mix of structure and flexibility for everyone in our group to embrace, and sharing our goals and dreams has helped us grow individually and as friends. Oh, what That's a great so nice. Yeah, I love having the idea that you share it with a group and it becomes structure for the group. That's great. And here Deirdre did it with her husband. She writes, my husband and I just met to do our 21 for 21 list. I started doing this with him in 2019. And as an obliger, I do so much better with my list now that we check in with each other on this every other month. So this is a great way to use your sweetheart and make an activity with your sweetheart. And then that's also a form of accountability if that's useful to you. And speaking of the four tendencies quiz, since um, everybody's talking about it, if you want to know if you are an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel, as mentioned, as always, you can take the free quick quiz at quiz.gretchenrubin.com. Okay, Gretchen, Tracy says, I thought the idea of breaking the facts of life book down into smaller steps was a great idea. So I incorporated that into my own list. I use some information from the National Institute on Aging to help develop what I need. Unfortunately, after the sudden loss of my father-in-law a couple of years ago, and then with my husband fighting cancer for the last three and a half years and passing away this year, I am all too aware of how important it is to do this stuff. Shortly after my husband passed away, I changed one of my 20 for 20 list items to getting a new power of attorney, etc. set up since he and I had named each other as our POA. So that part of my facts of life information is already done. I also went in and set it up so that my adult children were the beneficiaries of my checking slash savings accounts. That way, when something happens to me, it is automatically dispersed to them without having to go through the court system. So this is a great example of breaking down a large goal into smaller goals and, and, and checking through that with something that she knows is a major, major priority. And for other people who are interested in the Facts of Life book, we discussed it for the first time in episode 185, and then we did a deep dive in episode 188 into how different people approached it and what they included in their Facts of Life book, because that's something that we noticed were on many, many people's 21 for 21 lists. And then, Gretch, Tanya explained how she dealt with the COVID of it all, um, which we're all dealing with. (laughs) She says, I created two lists. The first one is a list of 21 things that I can achieve regardless as to whether we are still stuck in COVID or not. My second list that I created is for when we are all out of this. 
This, of course, is a list that makes me so happy to look at. Lots of travel and time with friends and family. So for now, I am crossing things off on the first list. Once things really open back up, I will likely abandon that list altogether (laughs) and jump to list number two. We were very happy to see that many people included both hashtag walk 20 and 21 Mm -hmm. and hashtag read 21 and 21 on their list. That's caught people's fancy. Caitlin wrote, how serendipitous that that your 2021 goal is 21 minutes of daily reading. This goes really well with my 21 for 21 list and word of the year. My 21 for 21 list is all about my own personal reading challenge of getting through 21 books in my to be read pile. I chose one book for 21 fun categories like books borrowed from friends or a guilty pleasure read or a classic I didn't read in school. My word for the year is consistency. I love to read, but wasn't making time for it daily. And with your 21 minutes of daily reading, I suspect I will get through even more than my 21 books. So that's terrific. That's awesome. Love the 21 for 21, Gretch. Run with it. (laughs) I'm very into it. Okay, and then Gretchen, here's an example of how keeping this kind of list can be useful. Joelle says, after listening to episode 304, I took your advice and had a look back at my own 20 for 20 list. My number 12 had been to work on starting a YouTube channel for teaching yoga, but to be honest, that had previously also made my 2018 and 2019 (laughs) lists without me ever finding the time to properly get around to it. Flash forward to May of 2020, where I was suddenly laid off from my corporate job in the travel industry due to the pandemic. With no other job prospects, I allowed myself to feel sad for a few days before taking this as the sign I'd needed to finally start my YouTube channel. I've since thrown myself into it, treating it not just as a hobby like I'd planned, but as my new full-time job, and I can honestly say I've never been happier. My channel, Yoga with Joelle, focuses primarily on helping people manage pain and improve their mobility through bite-sized sessions And while I'm still a long way from replacing my corporate salary, I've learned a ton and now have over 4,000 followers. More importantly, I've received wonderful comments from followers all over the world saying how much I've helped them feel better in their own bodies, which warms my heart. I even ended up starting a second channel in French, Yoga Avec Joelle. (laughs) Who would have thought that getting laid off could have ever led to me feeling so much better about myself and my work? And this is a great example how keeping it uppermost in your mind, keeping it fresh, even if you're not getting it. I mean, Elizabeth, you and I both have repeating items. I think it does help you come back to it and and think back on it. Even if you don't get to it in the year that you intend to, it can really help you over the long term. Absolutely. And sometimes... We just need to cross something off the list. Like, uh, this is just not working, so it's just getting crossed off. Fina wrote, my number 19 last year was that the kids and I play board games twice a month. My son wanted this one. We started it, but found ourselves arguing so much, it was a terrible goal. Okay, well, lesson learned. (laughs) Reminder that this list can be fluid. It is not written in stone. Coming up, we hear from more listeners, including how to adapt the list to your tendency. But first, this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. So again, I love hearing how people uh, harness their four tendencies knowledge in order to follow through on their 21 for 21 list. And Laura from Indianapolis writes, I've been doing these lists for a few years and like Elizabeth, found the phrasing more palatable than resolutions. Maybe it's because of the pandemic, but the idea of doing 21 for 21 felt overwhelming to me. Instead, I decided to do just seven goals based on the essential seven. For example, I'm a rebel and sticking with regular exercise is a challenge for me. I'm also a morning person, so I'm going to try starting my day by checking in with myself. What do I feel like doing? Cardio? Strength? Just Mm -hmm. some simple stretching? I figured the best exercise is the one I will actually do. And framing it this way feels more like self-care rather than an expectation. So this is a great example of modifying the list to suit yourself suiting the fact that you're a rebel, suiting the fact that you're a morning person. And Elizabeth, I remember like you did nine for 2019 because 19 felt like too many. And seven feels like if you're going to, if you want to take 2021 to a lower number, seven, because of three times seven, seven just feels like a logical number to drop to. And as we all know, seven is the most powerfully magical number. Yes. So that's a great way to play with the 21 to get it to suit yourself. And finally, Amber says, well, when I left the house the other day, my six-year-old decided to take my printed out 21 for 2021 sheet from your website and fill it out on her own. I thought her simple one-word selections could resonate with a lot of us. It certainly made me happier, and I hope it brings a smile to you as well. And she included a picture of it, Gretchen, in crayon. She says, Vacation, park, beach, hug, ice cream, play, love, sleep, makeup, pearls, jewelry, Disneyland, golf, snuggle. (laughs) That's a good list. (laughs) 
So I know we should all follow that list and, yes. and, and we'll be happy in that, 21. That feels like a picture book. Um, and it was it was fun because many people included pictures of their list or how they wrote it in a journal. And it does seem like a lot of people help to keep it uppermost in their minds by decorating it or displaying it, which is a really good way to, again, keep it in your mind so that you follow through for it as the year unfolds, which is the whole intention. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for telling us about your lists. We find it endlessly fascinating. It really shows you a lot about someone. Yes, you, really can you can get, get to know them. You can. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you are up with a happiness demerit. Yes, and this is a habit related to merit, so it's kind of double demerit. But I have fallen into a bad habit of not looking at my calendar in advance I sort of wait until the end of the day, you know, the night before or even that morning and sort of like, what's what's happening in my day to day? And first of all, it makes my life more difficult because I don't see the ways that I could set myself up to make things easier. And then also, like I had this conference Zoom today and I had never received a link. And I was mm. 10 minutes from the time that I was supposed to go in when I was frantically texting people saying I never got the link. Whereas it could have been a very easy thing to have addressed if I had done it in advance. And so um, I don't know. Usually I'm good about doing this. And somehow I just slipped into this sort of last minute thing. So by giving myself this demerit, I hope that I will now remind myself that a stitch in time saves nine and a little preparation makes my life a lot easier. Yes, because also you want to know, do I need to wear makeup? Yes. Do I need to pick up a certain shirt from the dry cleaner? Do I need to have my lunch ready because I'm going to be in back-to-back Zooms? Well, and I go to the Met every day, and the Met's hours change significantly. Ah. And some days are closed and some days are open. So it's another thing, which is I have to think, when am I going to go? Because if yes. I miss an early slot, it might be really hard to get there later. So yes, absolutely. It, it just makes life easier. I I'm not hurting anyone but myself. So I'm going to do a better job. Elizabeth, what is our what is your gold star? Okay, Gretch, I am giving myself a gold star this week because I feel that I am doing a good job of walking while Zooming. Ooh. So believe it or not, during this entire pandemic, I have done very little treadmill desk walking while on Zoom just because of the way that my laptop has to be at a certain level to, you know, vis-a-vis my face, you know, to Zoom. And finally, I bought a laptop stand for my laptop to use on top of my treadmill desk. And I will send you, Gretchen, a link to that if anyone wants one. It's a new Laxi laptop stand. And it has completely changed how much walking I'm doing because now I don't feel like I have to sit at my desk while Zooming. I can Mm -hmm. walk and talk. And so I'm easily getting in my 10,000 steps. Um, The other day, Sarah did 15,000 just while Zooming, you know, during work sessions. Wow. So it is really one of those life-changing things, just getting a simple laptop stand and not having my laptop teetering on top of like a giant pile of books. Well, this is a great example of how good tools can make work so much easier and more pleasant. But sometimes the challenge is realizing that the tool exists. Because I think if you thought about it earlier, there was nothing preventing you, but maybe it just you just didn't think about it. 
Yeah, it didn't really cross my mind until Sarah and I were discussing this exact problem. Uh, and I was like, well, there must, maybe there's some sort of stand. I mean, of course, that's <laughs> obvious once you think about it. Yeah. So we just started looking on Amazon and we both got these stands. And we said, how have we gone like yeah. 10 months of yeah. this without these stands? So I'm kicking myself for that, but, you know, better late than never. Right. Well, and it's great that now that you're now that you're working so hard on Fantasy Island, you really are having that Zoom time. Absolutely. And now you can get your steps in at the same time. The resources for this week. This is the last week to join the Happiness Project experience for 2021. Yes, it is coming to a close. If you want to be part of the community focused on making meaningful changes all year long, register today at GretchenRibbon.com slash T-H-P-E or click the link in the show notes. Registration closes January 25th, 2021. Also, due to popular demand, we have created a page on my website that has all the promo codes and links for Happier Podcast sponsors, and the link will be in the show notes. So if you're driving while listening and you want to go back later and order that perfectly fit bra or that electric toothbrush, but you can't remember the name or the promo code, just go to the show notes for this episode or all future episodes and find the link, or you can go to happiercast.com slash sponsors. And remember, if you do use our promo code, often you get a benefit and you also help us. It's a big help to us when people use the promo code. And Gretchen, we want to tell everyone what we're reading in our 21 for 21. I am currently reading 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand, and it takes place on Nantucket. So it's really making me miss all of our summer uh, vacations in Nantucket. How about you? I'm reading a book called Searching for Whitopia, An Improbable Journey to the Heart of White America by Rich Benjamin. This is a book that was written many years ago, but it's really interesting and relevant to today. It does sound interesting. Let us know what you're reading. Another thing we find endlessly fascinating. What are people reading? Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Heed a suggestion. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please heed our suggestion and rate or review us or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Elizabeth, it's been so fun how listeners have sent you all these great suggestions for your butterfly theme, like all these different visualizations of butterflies. Yes, and I've gotten actual gifts. Mindy sent me butterfly stickers, and another listener um, sent me butterfly masks. So I have, I just washed them, and they're they're ready to go for today. I'll be wearing my butterfly mask. You're you're embracing your theme. I am. From the Onward Project. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. 
Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work with in their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.